0: So, Prior Brown is coming down, which is sad to hear, but perhaps not as sad as just seeing it sitting there, getting no use, crumbling, falling apart. And so,
1: yeah, I'm just going to speak for everyone, Ryan, and say it is not sad. is a happy happy day for anyone who cares about what downtown knoxville looks like
0: and it's not often that you get a complete blank slate in downtown knoxville i think one of the most prominent blank slates we've had in recent memory is the 200 block of gay street which is getting uh lone tree pass a sort of it's been described as akin to market square you'd have apartments and retail and um, a little pedestrian plaza in the middle, but this is huge. This is a huge space uh, near the 700 block of Gay Street. And when something like this happens, a lot of creative minds around the city are probably thinking about how they can capitalize on this and what they could do. Um, And while we can't really do anything with it ourselves, we can still do the creative part of it and think about what the possibilities could be for a prominent piece of land like this in the middle of downtown Knoxville. Uh, I'm Ryan Willis, downtown reporter at Knox News.
1: And I'm Brenna McDermott, growth and development editor at Knox News.
0: And this is The Scruffy Stuff, a podcast about all the news happening in and around downtown Knoxville brought to you by KnoxNews.com, where you can find everything we discuss here on the show and a whole lot more. Knox News relies on support from readers and listeners to provide you compelling stories from Knoxville and across East Tennessee. Subscribers get an all-access pass to all of our premium exclusive content. And to become a subscriber, it's easy. Just visit knoxnews.com slash subscribe see our latest offer and sign up today. If you've been paying attention at knoxnews.com, I recently wrote about the Magnolia Warehouse District and about how a lot of buildings are going to be coming down over there. And somebody from the Urban Land Institute warned that when something like that happens, there is a fear that perhaps the people capitalize on it by doing the cheapest and most profitable thing you can possibly do, which would be build surface parking. And there's a demand for that. It's near the stadium. Luckily, two things for this prior Brown property. One, there's plenty of parking around. And two, from what I understand, there was during uh, Mayor Madeline Rojero's administration, there was a rule put in place that if Prior Brown garage comes down, it cannot be replaced with surface parking, which is a... Uh, sigh of relief. Not that I think that anybody would go that route, but there is plenty of parking over there. So let's go ahead and get that out of the discussion. I know a lot of people like to think there's not enough parking downtown. There is. And so now that we have a blank slate, imagine we're still waiting for the garage to come down, but imagine it's just all there, ready to build. What would go there? What makes sense to go there? What would you like to see go there?
1: First of all, I think, I hope that whoever is envisioning what this property should be i hope that instead of the least worst use like surface parking they think about what is the highest best use for this property not only for the developer to make money but for the community for downtown knoxville to maybe have something new or better Uh, so i hope we're heading into this with good intentions and i think there are a couple of Key factors that this property would need to have in order to be that highest, best use. If you listen regularly to the scruffy stuff, you've heard us talk about many of these things before. I think one of those things is green space. I'm not saying the entire property needs to be green. Obviously, something's going to be built, probably multifamily, but it would be nice to use a portion of this property for a mini park or a um, you know, a little place for at least people to sit and have lunch. We need more green space in downtown Knoxville.
0: And I think open green space too, not just, you know, uh, Crutch Park is nice. You have a little bit of green space in there. Certainly the extension has a lot of green space, but somewhere where you can actually walk around and and have a little bit of space and feel like you're not, you know, everything's not on top of you. I totally agree with that. And for me, I I started thinking about this, and there are uh, some projects that have been announced recently or opened recently that – Uh, you know, had prior Brown happened sooner, the concept would have worked great there. I think about the food hall at Marvel city market, um, and the one coming at Kern's bakery and think about the possibilities that you could have to do something really cool on that property, uh, with views of the Tennessee river. I've been to, um, some, uh, some, food halls in other cities where they have a rooftop concept whether i think it was in in atlanta perhaps where they had the rooftop putt putt and it's just such a like a big space to do something really cool like a food hall there something that's just totally different outside of the box for downtown of course food halls aren't now you think about clayton science museum and its location think about that incorporating green space a lot of green space in a museum downtown in a place where you know in between you know you have a big group going to the museum you can come outside have lunch sit down in the green space before you go in you know space for kids to run around. But those things already have homes. And so I started thinking a little bit more about um, some things that are missing from downtown Knoxville. And as much as Knoxville is a town with a college in it, it is not quite a college town. And you look at downtown Knoxville and it feels disconnected from the University of Tennessee. And it is disconnected from the University of Tennessee. The university has talked a lot about how they are sort of landlocked and in their own little bubble over there and they don't really have room to grow. How cool would it be for there to be sort of like a volunteer village uh, on that property? Again, with green space, space where you can walk around. But maybe there's off-campus student housing there, and maybe it is mixed use where you have UT offices or you have UT uh, dorms, off-campus dorms up above with restaurants down below. Um, you know, sort of a premium experience for students that are looking to come to UT. Perhaps it's even a you know a recruiting and a and a, you know an encouragement for prospective students to want to come if they can live in downtown, just as, you know, the pedestrian bridge and being able to possibly live on the river is the same thing. That could encourage um, students and, and growth on the campus. So I would love to see something like that.
1: I think that's a key opportunity for a developer too, because the university has indicated it's willing to lease space from a developer. They don't have to own the building for student housing to be there. So what a great opportunity for if you're a developer and you're building 200 apartments and you had one tenant and it was the university of Tennessee, right. that is easy money. Yep. Uh, the university also has expanded what it considers its campus boundaries to include gay street. So I think you make a great point and what a premium experience it would be for some UT students to get to live on gay street, whether it's, you know, like for upperclassmen or a, specific um, student group, I think that would be just a fantastic experience uh, for UT students too.
0: And not just uh, apartments. I, when I picture this in my head, I, I as much... Again, as much as University of Tennessee is a part of Knoxville and how you know on, on weekends when the Vols are playing, you'll see people packing the bars. I don't see that much orange downtown. I would love for this place to look and feel like a little hub of University of Tennessee off campus, and that's that's my my number one you know grand vision thing that immediately came to me was there's an opportunity for the University of Tennessee to expand, and there's an opportunity in downtown Knoxville, a rare opportunity where there's a blank slate. So um, I would love to see perhaps that be capitalized on.
1: I love your point about wanting to see more orange in downtown Knoxville. there' there always seems to be this separation between downtown and the student area on Cumberland, which is obviously expanding. So why not double down? let's as let's as a, a city show our appreciation for the vols, show our Tennessee spirit, and have some incredible art fixture that's orange and maybe sports oriented or ties the river and the university together in some artistic way. I think visually we need something that draws a visitor down gay street. Like, Oh, what's that giant orange thing I see in the next block. Let's keep walking.
0: Right. Or if you're coming from market square and you're heading South, you'll get met with it. And also, Cumberland Avenue runs up along the other side of the block. I guess technically prior Brown Garage is on church, but on the other side you have Cumberland. And so you talk about, you know, Cumberland is the entrance and the exit to and from downtown from the university. And this is one of the first things you'd be met with if you're coming from campus. So yeah, I, I would love to see that. Again, I have no power at all. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But do you have any other suggestions Brent, about what you think could be done there?
1: Well, I loved what you said about putt-putt golf on the roof we need some sort of entertainment aspect to whatever is built which will be a multi-use of some kind whether it's multi-family whether it's you know office space or classroom space for the university to your point but there needs to be some sort of uh, commercial use that everyday people can enjoy and I would hope that there would be multiple commercial uses, whether, you know, obviously a coffee shop or, or some kind of service and then that entertainment factor. So I hope they're thinking about how do we create a really um, useful development where people can come and stay and spend time, spend an hour or two with whatever's available there.
0: Uh, You know, I talked about volunteers not really feeling like uh, part of the downtown experience. You know, another thing that uh, makes Knoxville what it is, it, it is the maker city, right? And there are plenty of makers around downtown Knoxville without necessarily a hub that ties them all together you talk about there being commercial experiences maybe shopping down there maybe a maker hub as well i mean you think about all the different types of products there are um and artists in downtown um, I know we've talked a lot, and you're big on, and I see your notes right there, that you say public art should be part of this, and I want to talk about that. But not only could public art be part of it, public art could be it. It could be the place where perhaps makers come, and that would be, a, a, again, a nice opportunity to capitalize on what Knoxville already has going for it and you know, give an experience for businesses to come in and also give a, a unique experience for the customers as well. But the public art, huge. I mean, I think that's got to be, especially when you think about it being a ugly, crumbling-apart garage you need to do the most you can with it to make it get that picture out of your head
1: we have this enormous art fixture coming in at cradle of country music park one of my critiques of that art is don't at me people but the art will be hidden by all the trees we're keeping in cradle of country music park i trees are great love them love trees I'm worried you're not even going to be able to see this enormous art fixture that we're paying for. So,
0: like that enormous art fixture in the alley behind Market Square that you can't even see. That's another example. I mean, you know, art is only as good as if as if you can see it. And there's that one on the not the strong alley side of Market Square, but the other alley. That's this beautiful mural, but you can't even get back far enough to take it all in. It's kind of the same thing with Cradle of Country.
1: Totally. What point? What's the point of having art? If you can't view it right. and enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, so I hope we think about the balance between greenery and art and we actually let people see the art. I think it would it's a phenomenal opportunity to incorporate the history of Prior Brown Garage artistically you know, one of the oldest parking structures in America. That's pretty cool that it's still standing. It's crumbling. That's sad. But I think it could have new life through artistic expression
0: some horse statues perhaps he was a horseman right maybe a carriage service perhaps that's that's missing from downtown Knoxville. so we need more horse-drawn carriages
1: um or maybe like a carriage that you can go and sit in or something that doesn't move no horses that gets controversial too but i think there's a way we can represent that and still take pride in that you know oldest parking structure status. Well,
0: that's something that Knoxville has historically done, uh, pun intended, is maintain their history uh, with finding new uses for old buildings. You know, I mentioned the food hall earlier. Yeah, there's a new building. It bears the Regus name. Frank and George is incorporated at the bar. The actual restaurant building, Regus Restaurant, has been renovated and has new uses. You look at JFG is another prominent one where they have apartments in there, but you still maintain the sign. Yeah, if something comes in and replaces Prior Brown, I do agree. Hopefully, Prior Brown is somehow incorporated into it. But another thing about Knoxville that we don't capitalize on, I feel like, in downtown is the access and the views of the Tennessee River. Part of that is you have the city-county building blocking your views of the Tennessee River, which is kind of funny. Not really funny funny, but um, but you think about, you know, right there on that block where you get to Pryor Brown, you have the Rowing Man statue. And that's supposed to be, you know, sort of your... Uh, indicator that you are close to the river It's a cool statue, I love it But you still do not feel like you're close to the river And if you listen to the podcast before We've talked about part of the problem with access to the river Is if you were to stand in the middle of downtown And say, and somebody asks you how to get to the river Good luck trying to explain it to them I mean it's just so hard to get down there And so this building while it's not right up against the river Because the city county building is doing that Perhaps if it's tall enough you could have views of the river Or at the very least You can have some sort of, I'm picturing you know in my head kind of like a again green space open area with perhaps an arch entrance that indicates this is the river district or you're getting close to the river and you know you're met with it when you walk from market square or walk down gay street that there are indicators around there's already a rowan man statue there let's build on that and let's give some more um you know indicators and embrace that fact that we are a river town i don't know exactly what that looks like maybe there are offices for some of the launches where you do stand paddle boards maybe there is a you know a river themed restaurant maybe the you know the apartments or whatever it is that goes there has a rooftop component that is, you know, branded to, you know, give you views of the river or incorporate the river somehow. I don't know, but I feel like that's close enough to the water when there's not much room along the water. If you've read my story of at Knox News, your land availability is, is not really there. So I think that this could be an opportunity perhaps to spread the message that we are a river town and hopefully get people down there and invest or at least looking at it from that property.
1: And the city of Knoxville and Knoxville Knox County Planning Commission have indicated they're willing to waive those height restrictions on prominent downtown buildings if the use is there, uh, if it benefits the community. So, I mean, this could, we could be talking about a 10 story building right. with great views of the river. So that's exciting. I also think it's fun that we're entering an era of culture where it's cool to be a river town again i feel like right. there was a period of time where if your town was on the river you were kind of looked down on it was and
0: industrial it, uses a lot exactly. for a long time and it still is in some parts over on the south side well on both sides of the river
1: so i think now is the time for the city the university all of the governmental entities and institutions to start thinking about how do we capitalize on that as you know a quality of life issue a cultural issue Something that's going to draw people in uh, not just to visit but to stay for good.
0: Well, I think everything we talked uh, about here is realistic. I mean, we're talking about supply and demand. We're talking about trends in downtown Knoxville. I don't think it's crazy to think that University of Tennessee could capitalize on this or that somebody could capitalize on this with the river in mind or that Prior Brown is incorporated because we have a history of incorporating our history uh, in our developments. But I want to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk about similar to how we've done if We just had you know, if you just had money to blow. You know, you can do whatever you want with it. Crazy idea, personal, you know, something that you think would be really cool for that space. Doesn't have to necessarily be logical. Uh, Although logic will, you know, logic is a plus. But I think let's come back here in just a few minutes and talk about our outside the box idea for what that property could be. Because I have, I think I might have a good one.
1: So Ryan, one of my... Very few complaints about living in Knoxville is. I don't know if you know this, but it rains a lot.
0: Where are you going? Giant umbrella. (laughs) Um.
1: (laughs) Um, It rains a lot. Knoxville is also an outdoors-oriented town. So when you put those two things together, sometimes in the winter or on one of those very, very infrequent rainy days... Besides going and drinking beer at one of our many breweries, there is nothing to do in Knoxville, Tennessee. There's not a lot of indoor entertainment that doesn't center around eating or drinking, especially in the downtown area. You know, you go out west, you've got, like, things for kids, like main event. But I just think we need more attractions that are year-round in downtown Knoxville. So I'm thinking something like an adult version of main event like there's archery or something or like a giant dodgeball game (laughs) or like just something that you can go and say okay we're going downtown it's pouring down rain we're gonna have dinner drinks and we're gonna go do this thing is that that might not be specific enough for you but i think it's really important
0: no i like that i mean i think about um you know and this goes back to what i feel like's come up a lot on this podcast with the uh with the stadium um, conversation in my trip to Durham, North Carolina, and you look at what happened outside that stadium. This is, they have this thing called the American Tobacco Campus, which is a big plot of land where there's restaurants and stuff. and But there's also a river that runs through it. It's, it's a man, it can't get in the water. But right next to the river, there's a train car maintaining history. And then you have a basketball court in there where you can go and shoot hoops. And right next to the basketball court is a art house movie theater. And so you think about it's like a little place where you can go go see a movie, you can go shoot some hoops, you can go get a river view. You know, maybe pair that with uh, an adult dodgeball court, like you said. And I think it makes sense. No, seriously. I mean, there is that is something that's come up a lot with me um, when I have people visiting from downtown. It's like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, are you hungry, or do you want to drink? <laughs> Which one are you, or both? I can I can name a few places where they have both, but. I agree with you. There needs to be some more type of activity that you can do in downtown that's, uh, no offense, not axe throwing or or, uh, escape rooms, which have, I think, run their course a little bit. For me, I'm going to say Knoxville talks a lot about urban wilderness, but as close as it is to downtown, just like the river, perhaps you don't know if you're visiting that there is this thing called urban wilderness so close to the downtown, a downtown hub branch of iams somehow where you have um a lot of you know you can explore it's like a little it's a it's you know there's a building on here too because we got we got to fund this thing so we're going to have some apartments here on the on the property but somehow there are trails and stuff that kind of go around different plant species things you can look at maybe there's a bar maybe you make it wild urbanness instead of urban (laughs) wilderness (laughs) and you just have i'm just talking like a lot of just cool plants feel like you are feel like you've really escaped beyond Mm. just a park. I'm talking about just take a chunk out of IAMS and bring it downtown. I don't know what that's even possible. I know nothing about growing plants. I killed a succulent recently, Oof. which I heard is pretty hard to do. I don't know. I just feel like if not that, something that embraces that urban wilderness a little more in downtown. We say that the wilderness is so close to downtown but it, 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 you still have to get in your car and drive over there or get on your bike and ride over there to see it. Um, for tourists who are stopping at uh, Visit Knoxville and just walking through downtown to be able to see that and know that that's close by, perhaps we could capitalize that on that a little bit more in the downtown area. I don't know how. That probably wasn't the best idea, but something urban wilderness related.
1: Okay, third idea. Okay. You have taught me this, that Knoxville actually has a lot of significance in the history of wrestling
0: oh now you're talking my language let's go
1: which I didn't know before you um, felt the need to give me that information
0: <laughs> you're welcome
1: how about a professional wrestling museum
0: love it professional wrestling you know my dream is to open a pro wrestling bar so if I can get <laughs> if I can get a little bit of space in there developers I promise it'll work no I love it I do love it. And it's right next to the city county building. So it'd be easy for Glenn (laughs) Jacobs to come over there and and do a talk every now and then. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, that does it for the show hopefully you listen to the first part not the second part where we're just uh, throwing these ideas out I think that there are a lot of possibilities here in this podcast that um, have some value and that could potentially happen but only time will tell depends whose hands that property ends up in and uh, developers going to develop you know they're going to do what they think is best for them and what's best for business and also you know hopefully keep uh, Knoxville in mind and what makes sense for the customers and the residents and the visitors here to our city but we would love to hear what you think. What would you like to see go in place of Prior Brown Garage? If you check out the podcast description here, there'll be some ways that you can get in contact with us. And we would love to hear your thoughts. We might even share them on next week's episode. Uh, and in the meantime, between episodes, if you would like to give me a follow on Instagram and keep up with my work, you can do that by following at Knox Scruff.
1: Join in the downtown Knoxville conversation on our free facebook group urban knoxville just answer a few quick questions to get signed up
0: and then there is the urban knoxville newsletter which comes out every friday a link to that as well as the urban knoxville facebook group will be in the podcast description and while you are still listening go ahead and leave us a review tell us what you like about the show what you would like to hear us talk about next and As always, the Scruffy Stuff has been brought to you by KnoxNews.com. So if you want to take your support a step further, support local journalism and local journalists like myself, Brenna, and everybody here at KnoxNews, KnoxNews.com slash subscribe is the place to take advantage of our latest offer and become a subscriber today. So that does it for this week's podcast. Thanks for listening. Again, please tell us, what would you like to see go in place of Prior Brown Garage? We'd love to hear it, and we'll love to have you back again next week. Cheers.